Hi guys and welcome back to the Flourishing Competitor podcast. I am one of your hosts, Danny, and I'm also with Charlie here. And today we have the pleasure of being joined by Philly, who is an online coach with a great level of knowledge and quite an academic background. She's also one of my clients and she has competed herself in the past as well. Hi, Philly. Hi. (laughs) So, Phil, do you briefly want to go into, like, what is your background in terms of what did you study at university to begin with? Sure. Okay. So, I I did my undergrad in sports science at Loughborough, and then I went on to do a master's in nutrition. Um, I sort of coached alongside that whilst I was at uni and coached alongside a full-time job for a couple of years afterwards, and now I'm full-time coach, which is a nice place to be. (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. Um, And obviously, you, Danny, touched on the fact that you have competed in the past, which is obviously part of the reason why we brought you onto the podcast today to talk a little bit about kind of your experience with that. So talk to us about your sort of history in the industry. So obviously, you touched on that you're now full time online coaching, which is awesome. What's your personal experience in the industry been like? And what does your competitive history look like up to this point? So in terms of competing, so unlike you guys, I know you competed for a, a long period of time. I just competed in 2018. So I did uh, I did PCA, I did a qualifying show, and I, then I did finals. And since then, I haven't competed. It was the only year that I've done it. Um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of reasons I'm sure we'll come into later as to why I haven't done it again. But it was a great experience. But to be honest, where I sit in the industry now has kind of moved forwards to sort of working with people who just want sort of more more lifestyle they want to feel strong they want good relationships with food and their body image and that's personally what I value um, both myself and for my clients so that's where I sit now yeah nice and so you mentioned there was quite a few reasons for you sort of not competing what was the initial when you first stopped competing first of all was that a concrete decision so did you decide that that was going to be the last time and second of all, what was the initial reason for not competing again? Yeah, I would say it almost, I kind of came out competing with almost like a rose tinted vision of how the whole prep was. I loved the day. I loved the experience of actually being on stage, but it definitely made me look at the, the entire prep, which in hindsight, I didn't really enjoy with, you know, rose tinted glasses in essence. So it kind of took like, a little bit of time for me to come down from the high of competing in the show to then go actually like reflecting back did I enjoy that and actually the the true answer is no I didn't um for a whole host of reasons I'll be honest with you like a I hate feeling strong and I hate feeling weak even I missed feeling strong when I was competing I don't like being hungry I hate dieting phases so much so that wasn't good I was trying to diet whilst I was doing my master's and I couldn't concentrate on anything like anything at all so I basically had to relearn an entire module when I was done competing um but honestly I would say the main thing that I didn't like was I didn't like how I looked when I was that lean and I honestly think I was the least confident I've ever been when I was you know in that phase of competing so for me coming out of that I was very very ready to get some body fat back on me and actually feel better in myself again so I know that's obviously quite controversial because a lot of people come out competing and they really struggle to let go of that 
I was the total opposite. <laughs> I think because I was completely surrounded by people that didn't compete, I wasn't in that circle. Like I, I, I was very much not the norm that I just wanted to get back out of that again. Yeah, it's really yeah. interesting to hear that actually, because people commonly think that getting leaner is somehow going to make them happier. And it's yeah. really good to hear like from your perspective, you know, everyone has a body composition which they sort of prefer on themselves and everyone's different but people jump to thinking oh if I get leaner like I'll feel more confident I'll feel happier when that's not always the case so it's really good to hear from you in that respect and it's a bit of a law of diminishing returns as well isn't it so we know like in a diet phase you probably do feel a little bit better initially but then when you push it past Mm -hmm. that which I guess you have to do with prep it's kind of like right okay there's not going to be any more happiness coming from this it's actually going to take a lot more from me past that point I think it was really interesting what you said then about the rose tinted glasses and I think this is something that we talk about a lot is that it's very easy when you're in it to be like I love this lifestyle I love all of this stuff but actually when you come out of the other side of it and being able to actually pinpoint what it is that you love about it like you said you love the day and obviously the experience of it but being able to step back and go, do I actually love all, all facets of what I've been through? Maybe not, yeah. which is quite sort yeah. of self-aware to be able to do that out of the other side. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's one of those where, yes, I love the day, but, you know, I did a 30-week prep, I think, in total. And I was like, that, oh. that day does not make that whole process worth it. It just didn't. So, yeah. yeah. Do you feel like you have any struggles, um, did you feel like how many personal struggles that you faced when you stepped out of competing like that actual transition you mentioned that you you wanted to put more body fat on so you were ready for that but do you mm-hmm. feel like you faced anything whilst going through that process was there anything that you struggled with in that transition I think when I look back on it now I think in a lot of ways I was incredibly naive when I came out of that show I know a lot more about how to you know reverse diet in a better way now than I did when I did it and I sort of I prepped myself largely for that prep as well so I didn't have anybody to kind of go right you need to do xyz coming out of this so honestly I just went completely back to normal I stopped doing cardio I just ate whatever I wanted and I know that's obviously the best way to go about it in hindsight but it actually didn't really negatively affect me at all I just sort of bounced back into like what I was previously doing and it I know like like I would have preferred to do it differently in hindsight because I did feel a bit rubbish at times, but in a very naive way, I just sort of came out a bit quite quickly and then just got back to what I was doing. So I honestly think the biggest personal struggles I had was when I was prepping in terms of how I felt in myself. It wasn't when I was coming out of it at all. Yeah. Yeah. And that's interesting because I think we get, sorry, Danny. Sorry, it's fine. Carry on, Charlie. Um, we, We get quite like, when we talk about reverse dieting, I think there's two camps isn't there so it's kind of like oh no we, we have to slowly get back up to kind of this mm-hmm. level but actually you say you might have done that differently in hindsight but because I guess you were in a headspace where you were ready to put the body fat back on you weren't struggling with seeing your body change actually that might have been the healthiest way for you to go about that because like you say yeah. you didn't have those struggles and if you weren't in that headspace where you were either trying to still control your your body composition or you're in a headspace where you're gonna I don't know like overeat a lot for example and you're opening say floodgates then actually that's quite a nice way to transition out of it because yeah you're you're accepting of of what you've kind of 
your body composition changing and, and the quicker that you get out of the other side and bring your health back up the better right so yeah. it's it swings and roundabouts isn't it and I think um a lot of the time that kind of idea of you have to staircase you reverse really really slowly comes from mm-hmm. people being able to control the uh, thought process around seeing their body composition changing as well so it's always yeah. trying to juggle those two things when you could go through that process yeah I mean, when I came out of it, my, my initial plan was to add in a fair whack of calories in one go and then reverse it continuously from there. But honestly, I don't think I really stuck to that at all. So um, I had a plan. It just didn't necessarily play out that way. But as I say, I don't think it did me any harm at all. Phil, and with like the fact that you didn't actually really enjoy the prep that much, what was your reason for going through it in the first place? It's something that I always had my eye on and I was like that looks like a great challenge and if anyone knows me I love a great challenge so I was like right let me just see what I'm capable of by doing this. I thought I'd enjoy it. I honestly thought it would be something that I would continue to do for years but it just so happened that it it wasn't so it was just a lot harder than I expected it to be I think. Yeah and had had you known then what you know now would you have still gone through it? Yeah. Yeah. I think I would. I think I would because it did prove a lot to me in terms of that, you know, you know, you guys know the dedication that it takes to get yourself there. And that is something that I enjoyed proving to myself. So, yes, I would have done it again. But again, I, I wouldn't have continued to do it. Yeah. No, a one time thing. <laughs> interesting. I think it's yeah. interesting for people to hear that because a lot of people see competing as something that you like have to almost do like long-term that like Mm. almost takes over your life and you commit your entire life to whereas you sort of saw it as like an experience something that you wanted to try you've done it you've tried it you've learned from it but you know that it's not for you in the long term and you've been like self-aware enough to action that as opposed to getting wrapped up in it Mm. yeah yeah Um, I think that's and maybe I don't know like looking at it objectively maybe the fact that you did prep yourself for it and that you kind of you said that you weren't surrounded by all of these people that were still super lean and in that bubble maybe that played that big part for you in actually keeping you grounded throughout that prep and and not letting you I guess fall into an echo chamber as it were because I think the, the clients personally that I've had that have had the best experiences coming in and out of competing are exactly the same they are mm. just with friends that have you know mixed mixed group of friends they go do you know what I want to challenge myself they do it they go cool tick the box let's live my normal life again whereas actually it's getting sucked into like the the vortex as it were that that makes it quite difficult for people absolutely I mean I was at Loughborough which is a very sporty uni so people are so like performance focused and no one really did an aesthetic sport so it was all like I was just complete outsider in that regard and that was okay like I didn't find that um but as I say I didn't have people around me that were like that understood what I was doing in that regard and also that the guy I was dating at the time as well he didn't really get it and I think that really influenced it as well because yeah he was super supportive and he really tried but, but I could tell that that wasn't really like something that he liked either and I know we were very sociable we liked food and I couldn't do any of that and I think it was just a bit like a reminder that I wasn't doing something that was normal and I wasn't surrounded by people that understood it and it definitely kept me grounded in that regard definitely yeah yeah that's so funny and like 
looking back I think when I had the best relationship with competing as well was when I was in a very similar situation and then when it started to become maybe a bit more negative for me was when literally I was surrounded by completely people who whose life was bodybuilding that's when it became maybe a bit more damaging in some respects so it's interesting to hear that um and so Phil you've never really like struggled massively with your relationship with food but you have made progress from that perspective since we've been working together as in you've become a little bit more at peace with like taking time away from tracking and things like that how have you made that progress and how are you feeling now and how have you progressed from that perspective I'll start by saying that I actually really, really did have a bad relationship with food years ago, like way before competing. Um, I was incredibly underweight as a teenager. I think I started, when I started going to the gym, I only weighed like 48 kilos and I'm five foot nine. So that just wasn't like, that just wasn't good. Um, And it, since then really, has been a very consistent learning process for me in regards to food and what I need and what I can actually just relax on as well I think part of it was realizing that you don't have to control every aspect and you can still actually make a hell of a lot of progress and just be happy generally in your day-to-day life so competing actually made that clearer for me as well because I'd got myself into a relatively good position in terms of food prior to competing and then I competed and I, it almost brought back all those memories like this is so restricted this is so restricted and it's I didn't like that it's where I'd been in the past and I didn't want to be there so actually coming out of that it made me have a better relationship with me this sounds so odd because that's not what the, the majority of people say when they come out competing but it did it kind of reinforced that I don't want to do that I want to have a more normal relationship quote unquote normal relationship with food I want to be able to live my life I want to be able to socialize so actually it kind of was a, a pivotal thing for me to do to kind of pushed me in the opposite direction and yeah as I say since then since working with you as well like has just reinforced all of those things that I can make physique progress that I still want to make but I can also be relaxed and enjoy my life and go and socialize and do all the things that I want to be able to do at the same time yeah because I was going to say since like obviously I know you've struggled years ago but since I've known you it's not like you came out of competing in had huge struggles with that so you've like since we've been working together for example you've always been in a pretty good place with your relationship with food but it's still progressed and I think like most people have room for progress even if it is in a pretty good place and it's like you said it's it's like a constant work in progress it's not just a case of like you flip a switch and all of a sudden you've got this perfect relationship with food there's always like little things that you can continue to work on and I think Always. it's really good for people to to hear that and for people to have an open mind and be willing to to work on things, even if they feel like they're in a pretty good spot and they've not had like huge issues recently. Mm. Absolutely. In some ways, I think, you know, before you got into gym, before you got into all the nutrition side of things, it's that naivety around food that I think you never really get back. So like you will always be able to see things for truly what they are in terms of like macros and things. And it's hard to switch off from that sometimes, especially if you have been competing and you've been so like vigilant with it on prep. Um, But it is, as we say, a constant learning process that you you don't just go, oh, I'm fine now. And that's just how it is. You do have to take 
really small steps and it does just build up together until you are in a place where you're more comfortable but as I say like it's still for me a learning process every single day yeah and when you first took like time or even a meal away from tracking as in maybe you went out for a meal and you took the day off tracking or you took the evening off tracking did you struggle with that when you first started to implement those kind of days and what helped you then get past that yeah I absolutely did um I think the biggest thing that helps you get past it is realizing that nothing drastic happens like you kind of almost have to do it and then just go all right so the world didn't end and then you just carry on and continue to implement it more and realize that it's fine it's not nothing drastic happens that you think it will when you first do it yeah because that's yeah. I think the progress that I've seen in you like massive like now you're so at peace with like going out for your friends and going out for meals and taking that away from tracking and it's really good to see and you just carry on as normal which is brilliant mm. it's nice yeah. to be <laughs> I think we talk about that a lot don't we like that place of like when you get there and you understand that, what that place is it's actually like really freeing and I think like even just the language you used around like competing in it reminding you of those old times of like super restrictive and all this and and just being able to almost just be calm about food and um it not take up as much space in, in your head it's it's it is really really emotionally free and I, I think and it is nice to hear you talk about that from an outside perspective as well because it's almost like you can tell there's kind of no stress around food which is which is nice and I think down what you said about your journey and like the the order of how that's gone probably the reason you're able to see that prep as like a reminder of what you didn't want is because you did a little bit of that you know repairing work prior to doing that rather than going in fresh from having some issues around food and letting the prep exasperate it you kind of did a little bit of repairing and like you say like Danny said like being open-minded to continuing to do that after the process as well um which is which is awesome um so in terms of where you're at now, then, so you've got a much better relationship with food, you're taking some time away from tracking, you're feeling good about that. Do you still find that you have physique-based goals? Are you, what are you working towards at the moment? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, as I say, I came from a place of being really skinny. So I think the constant, constant battle for me is wanting more muscle and wanting to be strong. Um, you know, that I'm constantly like, I need to be bigger. Um, but no, I think, I'm just constantly work towards that I love lifting so that's not you know something that I find hard hard work in that sense I love it I love feeling strong and it's just constantly trying to build more muscle eating a surplus which works well with the socializing side of it as well um and yeah just continuing to build that side of it and I really don't have any intentions of dieting anytime soon at all yeah I think it's really nice for people to hear you sort of say you still want to pursue physique development but you just don't want to push it to the extreme of stepping on stage I think people have this tendency of either like they push it to the extreme or they don't do it but actually you can make great progress with your physique not pushing it to that extreme you can still go through a very similar process to what a bodybuilder might but just not like go through these extreme like cyclical phases and sacrifice your health and your entire life to the sport so have you found sort of benefits from doing that as opposed to pushing it to the extreme yeah I think it's so important to actually 
be able to find a body composition and a sort of level almost that you're happy at all year round and yeah. um, I was actually speaking to my friend about this the other day and she competes and she's constantly either super lean and really critical of herself at that point or the, the complete opposite end of off season and highly critical at that point and it's actually really nice to be in this balanced place where yes I'm still in a surplus but it's not massive and I'm really happy with my body composition I'm not holding a huge amount of body fat but I'm still growing and I feel really good so it's it's about not having those extremes I think which is a really really nice place to be and I think that's such an underrated place to be as well I think yeah that we we are so it's become so normalized in the fitness industries that you are either bulking or you're cutting, mm-hmm. or you're working towards being in a position where you go into a cut. So it's really interesting then when you said, I don't have any intention of dieting anytime soon. And actually mm-hmm. you found this place where you're just living. And I think people think they're doing it wrong if they're not either cutting or bulking. When actually finding that that space where you're just doing you, living your life, working towards your physique-based goals, because we're not here to tell anybody it's wrong to have a physique-based goal, mm-hmm. that's actually such a great place to be um and it can be a bit of a hamster wheel particularly perpetuated by the ideas from bodybuilding that you have to be uncomfortable to make progress you have to put on loads of body fat you know it's almost like you have to dislike your body at this stage Mm. to then dislike it when you're dieting um and to be able to actually pull away from that and find this this just place of no do you know what i'm i'm working towards something but it's not taken away from my life now. I'm living my life whilst doing that rather than waiting to live my life down the line. It's just, yeah, it's such sure. a healthy place to be and it's so underrated. For sure. I know like Danny and I have pretty much found, I think a really good spot where like I'm building muscle, but I'm still holding good condition. Like I did a, a underwear shoot back in November where I didn't diet for that. I just went and did it with my body. That is my all year round body. And that was actually such a nice thing to be able to do just because I was happy I was actually really happy with how it looked as well and it wasn't something that I'd had to diet for either yeah I and it also I think it allows you to well it definitely allows you to have more freedom in terms of how you want your body because if you're pursuing hypertrophy in line with like stage criteria you have to be very specific about like how you train you might for example in bikini we all know that like there are certain muscle groups which can't grow too much so you might even have to hold back with training whereas if you're building a physique in line with like your own preferences you can choose what that is you don't have to adhere to criteria you can choose how you want to train so have you enjoyed having that freedom as well yeah absolutely I mean I'll be honest I think when I did prep I probably wasn't training in the right way either I mean I was just lifting I didn't really know what I was doing I was just lifting and I was doing it how I enjoyed it so I don't think I ever experienced that potentially to the extent that you both have where you've had to hold back on certain things or whatever because I just did it in a very naive kind of way I think back in the back in the day um but yeah I absolutely do just love lifting how I want to lift and also focusing on the areas that I I care about because I feel good if I do that not about anybody else it's not about making myself look a certain way to somebody else it's about how I want to look yeah yeah that's really interesting I think and I think we've all touched on it and I think it's something that's probably quite a a 
popular feeling is that when people do pursue that first show it does come from a place of naivety like I was exactly the same like I was kind of like oh I'll just write some exercises down and I'll go and train and I love training this body part and my body was just naturally growing a little bit of muscle and you start to play around with your food and it's a bit of an experiment and you kind of just enjoy doing that and you're like oh get got get within a bikini and it, it's great and then like you say like that is actually quite a positive experience if it is that experience that you have and it is a little bit naive and it's a bit fun um but I guess we're seeing less and less of that now with the amount of prep coaches that are around and it's kind of the you know the expectation is you get a coach you do everything to the book and like Danny said it, it's a case of like right this is how you train and you could be training the same body part three times a week it, it, you know be, be bored out of your mind with your training plan because that's what was, was required for a category um yeah. and that can suck a lot of the enjoyment out of you know why we train and, and all of these things so um no I, I think it's it's it, it's interesting because I can totally understand from what you said how you mm-hmm. I guess had quite a nice experience that first time um and it's a, quite a fortunate experience I think that you were able to to do that and get and get good results from it and I guess that's where we see it maybe going a little bit darker is when it goes a little bit further um yeah. I almost wish I did have that experience of doing it properly I just I as, as I say I was completely naive to it I actually lived with a group of girls who power lifted so I was quite involved in that and most of my lifting like throughout prep was a lot of sports bench and deadlift but that mm. wasn't really an idea where to train I was still doing very low reps purely because I found it fun and it wasn't like an actual like you know bodybuilding program I definitely could have done it better if I'd done it you know from the knowledge that I have now but is what it is <laughs> live and you learn what category did you compete in Philly I did junior bikini okay cool yeah yeah interesting it's all interesting um so in terms of kind of your quality of life now would you say your quality of life is better now compared to when you were competing like how how would you say that they they compare in terms of your overall happiness and quality of life hugely I think mostly in terms of energy levels I think I think that was the worst part of prep for me definitely felt like I was sort of floating through the day um couldn't concentrate on anything and that's a much nicer place to be now especially when I'm trying to run my business is actually having that Mm -hmm. mental clarity more than anything else I think that's the thing I struggled with most I do hear some people prep and they're like super productive I was the opposite (laughs) I was absolutely useless so um yeah it's nice not to not to have to be like that yeah it's interesting to hear you say that as well because I think a lot of people actually compete because they think it's going to benefit their business but in a lot of circumstances like you said your energy levels are through the absolute floor your cognitive function is terrible and so it actually takes away from your ability to grow your business in some circumstances and I think it's important to get that message across for some people who might just be forcing themselves to prep because they think it might get them more clients or more engagement on social media it actually worked the opposite way in terms of my social media following um I lost a lot of followers hell of a lot of followers when I was prepping because they didn't follow me for that you know that wasn't what they wanted to see they didn't they liked like having a, a sort of strong person who had a good relationship with food and prep wasn't it prep wasn't it so I just lost I did lose a lot of people then yeah yeah that's really interesting such an important message and I think like people need to think more about their target audience and 
for a lot of coaches or personal trainers who are just starting out, they don't coach bodybuilders. And Mm -hmm. so if they take themselves through a prep, their clients are just, or their potential clients, the people they're trying to attract, aren't going to be able to relate to them. And so not only might your business suffer because your cognitive function is terrible and you have no energy, but potential clients just might not be able to relate to you as well, like you said, with your followers. So I think it's really important for people to consider that and it's just not spoken about enough. Yeah, I agree. It does. It like scares people off, doesn't it? And I think I remember you saying this, Danny, and I, I had a similar thing we both had a period where we competed and worked one-to-one and wearing like layers in summer so people didn't see your delts because it was like freaking people out on the gym floor and if you work in a you know with a general population client base one-to-one or online and they're seeing these things and it's so strange to them um you know as well as you know being depleted and the grind and all this you know is it the message that people want to want to see and you'll get people being like you know I want to work with you I don't want to look like you or you know I don't want to take it to the extreme that you take it and you know people people can be put off with that so easily and you know it's hard enough in the fitness industry to build a business now you want to be doing whatever you can to mold with your target audience rather than you know push them away yeah and Phil do you feel like there's anything that you're still sort of working through now like potential struggles that you had as a result of competing or do you feel like you're in a really good place on the whole I would say I'm in a pretty good place on the whole I I don't think I've had any you know repercussions from prepping itself I think it was just a really good thing for me to have done and learned what I wanted from it if that makes any sense yeah yeah that's nice it's nice that you're able to look back on that like and me and Charlie have both said there's often people that have like people that have come away from competing it's usually like they fall into this this sort of like trap of demonizing the sport and we want to get across that like we're not against competing and whilst we were in the sport it was right for us at that phase in our life like I at the time I loved it it was great it was right for me but right now it definitely isn't and yeah it came with its downsides but I still loved it at the time and I was all for it so I don't want to I don't want people to think that we're like demonizing the sport we're just trying to help sort of spread awareness and help people understand the potential negatives that might come with it for some people and the issues that people might face and it's good I think it's important to have people like you on here and for people to hear from people like you who are like yeah I can look back on that experience fondly it's just not for me anymore yeah no I couldn't agree more um I'm definitely glad I did it I don't have anything any thoughts that I shouldn't have done that shouldn't have done x y z and I also see so many people that do it and they absolutely love it and I respect that I just would like I'd like it to be more obvious to people who haven't done it that they don't have to yeah, I think there is almost like an expectation that if you've been training for two years, then, oh, you should do a prep. Yeah. And actually, you don't have to do that. It's really not something that you have to do. Yeah, exactly. And that's exactly the message that, like, I think it's really important to get across to people. Like, yes, it's there, but it should be really carefully considered because it it does take over your life and it does come with its potential negatives rather than it being seen as like, oh, you know my physique's starting to actually look quite good maybe I should hop into a show it's not it shouldn't be a natural progression like that yeah 
yeah for sure I think another another kind of message that anybody who is listening who is either thinking of competing or is still competing can take from things that Philly have, have said here um is about seeing kind of the wins of the prep aside from actually the outcome in terms of a placing so mm-hmm. everything you've said here like I don't know I was only you got to finals because you said it but I don't know where you placed in these shows but everything that you've said in terms of the wins that you had from prep and the positive experiences has been completely detached from that so I think that's really important for anybody who is listening who is still continuing to to prep to take a little bit of a learning curve from that and make sure that you are focused on okay well, what are the things that I can take from this that don't tie my worth to a place in or anything like that um because that you know there are some and we're not here today there aren't any there are definitely things you can learn and I same as you w- wouldn't change anything because of the learning experiences so I think that's a massive thing to that people can take on board from from your conversation and what you've said here today as well yeah, I love that definitely it's so so true I mean yeah I think there's all sorts of experiences you have in life you just sort of have to take what you can from it don't you it's like you learn stuff and you have negative experience you have positive experiences you just you can't look back on anything you've done in a a negative light you just gotta go right this is what I learned from that and move on with that information yeah sure is there any advice that you would give to people that are currently in the stage of moving through uh, bodybuilding and life after the process of bodybuilding Mm. I just say trust the process honestly like yes you are going to end up with a physique that's different to how you look now because you you know you're gonna have to in order to be healthy but it doesn't have to be a negative thing and as I said earlier like you don't have to go to the extremes of off season and that's you know that's not where you're necessarily aiming yourself at if you're trying to come out of a a prep and just get back to a healthy body composition um you know you never know you might actually prefer your body composition like I did when you do have some more body fat and you can train well as well I think that's a really big part of it for me as well because I feel strong and I have really good training sessions that 100% reflects back on how I feel about myself so you know there's something to be said for that as well just just feeling good and training well in terms of how you feel about your body yeah definitely are there any out of interest if someone's considering getting into competing what would you say they need to ask themselves before they consider it um most importantly I guess um do they actually have like the mental capacity to go through what you have to go through I mean yeah I suppose it more comes down to like the time you actually have available in your life like because it's I think it's a lot more than you expect it to be and if you have important things going on in your life you have important relationships that you're not going to be able to put the time into you have to really think about whether that's worth it to you yeah in my opinion definitely I think that's a great place to finish thank you so much Phil it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on here where can people find you on socials do you have a website anything like that where can people find you best place to find me is on Instagram my handle is at philly underscore Fleming perfect thank you so much for joining us thank you for anyone who's taken the time to listen it means the world if you could like and subscribe and share that you're listening on your instagram story it would mean the absolute world to us so that we can reach more people and help educate more people and support more people and thank you so much for listening
Thanks, Phil.